Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Hello, friends. Hello, and welcome to... Bringers of the Light Week Ahead story for August 27th. I'm going to go ahead and adjust this microphone. I've got somebody walking up behind me. I know, I'm so slow. Hi. Hello again. Yeah, he loves his walks. He does. Come on, bud. Yeah. medicine wheel on this shaman's walk Sunday. Passed by a old dog, old guy and an old dog, which before I left the house this morning, I pulled two cards for us. We'll share more about that. Before we do, before we read the energy story for the week ahead, which is quite interesting, quite mystical and magical, I want to wrap us all in love light and light love, inviting in the guides who overlight all the work we do here at TLC for the Soul, Archangel Michael, Archangel Metatron, the Pleiadians. If you're new here, welcome. Hang out with us for a while and see if you vibe with our tribe. Oh, Dracula is still in the trees. (laughs) You saw our Instagram post from last Sunday. Someone got, I don't know how somebody got that Dracula up so high. But there he is. He's been all over this trail. He was sitting on some of the rocks and now he's up in the tree and I guess unless you're really tall or if you have a big stick you can't really get him down (laughs) spooky season if you're returning thank you so much for always joining me here especially on these Sunday week aheads or whenever you might catch this so so windy right now (laughs) so windy I did just post if you are called um, a message for you right now, very uh, pertinent advice and guidance about the current energies. Um, we're calling this series Revive, just short little updates. I posted that on Instagram, the podcast, and on my TLC for the Soul YouTube channel because I felt this was just some need to know information to help you have a informed successful 
week ahead or whenever you might catch that. I notice I'm moving very slow today. I'm still up here at the top. I'm not at the top, I'm not at the Metaswell. I'm at the highest point of this trail which overlooks the valley. keep walking a little bit you may not always read from the same location but let's get into the energy of the week ahead so settle in friends this is where you listen with your master senses your master six senses as I invite in energies of magic and mysticism and mystery and I call it middle grade spookiness because like one time I kept saying I invite in the, the energy of spookiness because here we are we're on the fast train to the equinox autumn equinox here in the northern hemisphere the sun, spring equinox in the southern hemisphere that's second harvest friends it's, it's a fast train it's moving fast this week we already have beginning of September on the weekend. The two cards that we drew for the week ahead, I'm using my, I love this tarot, oh dog, dog tarot of dogs, I forgot the exact name of it. Dog tarot, tarot dog companion. <laughs> it's like the most amazing deck. So, and so one of the, so we got two cards for the week ahead. One is the Eight of Cups, one is the Fool, so the Eight of Cups comes first, and then the Fool card, which is pretty much how the energy of the week plays out with this super blue full moon on Wednesday. The Eight of Cups was a picture of what was described. The book is amazing. Like, if you didn't even have the cards, if you just had the book, the book is great. Um, the book described the card as an old sea dog coming up from the ocean and all of his you know, adventures and things he's learned in his life, moving on to, he's moving up away from the ocean, ocean of emotion, up on a new path, a new trail lined with all the wisdom, the seashells, the wisdom and the gifts that he's learned along the way. And then he moves into the territory of the fool, a brand new, kind of younger pup energy, puppy energy. So it's so cute. <laughs> As I was coming up the trail, this old dog and this old guy were coming down to the trail towards me. Back to the spookiness. <laughs> so I invited in, at one point, I was inviting in spookiness. I want spookiness because it's that time of year. And I started getting like two spooky stuff happening. I was like, no, I don't want like jump scares and all that because that's just not my thing. Um, so I had to like tamper that a little bit and say like, I'm inviting in like middle grade spookiness. So, you know, like R.L. Stein goosebumps kind of spookiness. And then I was like, okay, that's better. You know, see a little shadow here and there, a little ghostly apparition, but not, you know, crazy, not Texas Chainsaw Massacre spookiness or anything like that. Cause I was, I was getting like all these things happening where I was like, oh, oh my gosh. And I'm like, nope, that's too much. So just be careful what you're inviting in right now. Stock being here at the Uranus Rock. So this um, trail that I go on, it's not just a medicine wheel. It's also got, it, it's also a whole like um, map of the solar system that's 
starts like a third of a, almost a third of a mile away with the Pluto rock and slowly builds its way inward one planet at a time there's um, um, there's like a giant boulder for each planet and they get closer together the closer we get to the middle which is the Sun so there's a medicine wheel but there's also a bunch of other stuff up here um, this constellation these constellation rocks are so amazing and um, the outer planets I know right now playing a big part in what's going on so much is in retrograde right now and I don't feel like every single planet is bombarding you with everything and that would just be too much I feel like the areas that you're working on that are that are needing your most attention right now in terms of your spiritual growth in terms of your learning in terms of closing out country you know karmic contracts and karma and old stuff um, those are the retrograde planets that would be affecting you the most and the others are kind of more on the periphery and they might have slight effects like so for example, the Mercury, I'm a Gemini sun, so Mercury is my ruling planet. It's in retrograde right now in what, Virgo, I think. And so I went to record the um, Revive episode that I just shared, told you about, and I forgot the attachment to the microphone, and so I didn't have a good mic, and I had a lot of wind, and I was like, oh, well, I'll just roll with it. This message needs to get out. If you're meant to hear it, you'll listen. And nicely, my local weather spirits were very nice and stopped the wind long enough for me to get my messages out. Grab yourself something to drink. I bring water on these journeys, but this morning I was like, I feel like having, I, they have the, the store, they sell like mini donuts. Like they look like, you know, like a sprinkle, regular sprinkle donut, but they're tiny. And I was like, oh, I want a donut. So I had a couple of little mini donuts. This week ahead, it's going to feel a little weird. And I think they're going to have me stop at the Saturn Rock, of course, because along with this super blue full moon in Pisces, which is all about the ocean of emotion, I'm a Pisces rising, so I feel it. It's not so much necessarily, it can be about emotions, but if you've gotten to the point where you're able to be in alignment in your emotional body more often than not, then this lunation is going to be more about your psychic senses and your, oh yeah, ooh, chills, even chills outside, uh, about your intuition being really spot on, about trusting what you see, trusting what you know, staying true to your heart, the visions that you're seeing. Um, for my twin flames, if you're a twin flame, or if you're just starting on the twin, no matter where you're at on the twin flame journey, this full moon is going to ramp up the messages from your twin flame. And even if you're in separation, um, you're going to be getting a lot of stuff. They're saying bombarding you about your twin flame journey because this blue moon in Pisces, so blue moons happen every, I think I saw it like every two to three years, but a super blue moon in Pisces has not happened in, was it 30? I saw 30 years or something. Yeah, because 12 signs of the zodiac every three years, that'd be 36 or every two years. 
every you know so it's been 20 some odd years before there's since there's been a super full blue moon in Pisces here's the Saturn rock I'm gonna stop right here we're gonna read the energy story for the week ahead So the way I see this week playing out in terms of the flow of energy is things are ramping up to the super full moon. Emotions may, some people, people that are not on the spiritual path, this is just typical, right? The werewolf syndrome, like there's stuff is coming out um, to be reckoned with. I've already had that experience. Um, with someone, I'm like, here comes that same old stuff again. This person's not on spiritual path, so they don't deal with their stuff. So the same old stuff comes out like every, you know, big energy gate, every full moon. So be watchful for that. The big message of the um, revive episode we did is stay in your own lane. Don't let these people get to you. Do your best to keep your energy clear connect with the spirit world so your 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 spiritual prescription is when you feel like you're getting out of sorts connect with the spirit world connect with your guides connect with your angels get outside get help you know have the elemental world clear your energy all right then after the blue moon there's going to be a period of integration. It's going to go all the way through the weekend. So it's going to feel like a void space. That's the full card. You may, um, the more we get towards Monday, the whatever that the following Monday is, um, the more clarity will begin to show up about what this new journey is all about, um, where you're headed, what these new beginnings are. So don't, don't like freak out like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, when you're feeling like, whoa, I, I just feel like I'm floating in the wind. I don't know where I'm headed. I don't know what's going on. There's, I, I feel like there's some new stuff coming, but I just don't know exactly what it is. Um, just give yourself a break there and let these energies settle and integrate these endings and conclusions, that's what this Pisces, Pisces again, last sign of the zodiac, it's what the this blue moon is. Um, and then it, there's a Saturn um, at three, it's so karmic, three minutes, 30, wait, not three minutes. Yeah, three minutes, I think 33 of, it's three degrees, sorry. I keep putting it like a clock, but yeah, it's like Saturn is like a clock. Let me just say it. How I'm, don't say sorry. Let me just say it how it's coming out. Three minutes, 33 seconds, 333. It's in Pisces completing something at that degree point. That co-creating with spirit, that 333. Um, the manifestation of your desires. Maybe some things closing out that you thought you couldn't close out for quite some time. And instead of, okay, so we stopped at Saturn and I was gonna read over there, but they had me walk to the Meridian solar calendar. There's also a Meridian solar calendar up here. Um, it's marked by like a big pole. And then the 
rocks are put out at certain distance so on the equinoxes and the solstices if you were to walk up here at straight on noon then the shadow of the pole would fall on the corresponding rock of where it is and they're having me walk all the way out to the winter solstice rock which is at the very end of the calendar and they're gonna have me read from here so what's going on with this energy it's going to oh we did say that it's going to culminate at the winter solstice so something starting after this super full blue moon some new um why do you call it a meridian some new it's called meridian solar calendar but meridians are in your body some new meridians are opening up <coughs> they're upgrades so there's it's it's filtering down from source Gaia is getting new meridians that are upgrading and you're getting a meridian upgrade in your energetic body and the guides did tell us that at the winter solstice was this going to be this big like graduation point so something starting now um, gestating and germinating around the super full blue moon right after it reaches its culmination point and through the weekend you're going to be getting these inklings of the next what is that September, October November that's four months the next four months what your journey is going to be like for the next four months and then with the uh, the equinox you're gonna have here associates degree at the equinox and then we've got the eclipses in October and they come um, like the, the second week of October and the last or the third week of October it's like I think the 14th and then two weeks or so after that is the other eclipse one's obviously solar one's a lunar and that is going to um, energize whatever this is that you're working on it's going to ramp up the energies and then by the solstice, be it winter or summer, depending on where you're at in December, you will have that uh, summa cum laude. All right, you'll, you'll have like an advanced degree um, come the solstice. So quite interesting. Let's see here. Let us get into the energy story so we can pull out any remaining metaphors that we haven't already talked about. So if you're new here, we read the energy story. This is my upcoming book, The Seafoam Inn. This is a Bringers of the Light book. This is, um, it's channeled fiction. All of my books are done via automatic writing. So we've been working with, last week we were working with the dark side, and it was the dark side for sure. Um, Candy, Clark Witherspoon's fiance, was taken away by the dark side, by Count Mishar. He works for the dark. She was taken to a dark world. And, you know, I think she's still there this week um, doing her transfiguration work. So if you're one of those people doing transfiguration work 
Um, it's very shamanic. It's like um, radiating your light in whatever situation that you may be in at the moment. You're still in that situation this week, but it's kind of, um, it, you're kind of walking a parallel line with another timeline, they're saying. And you're able to, oh yeah, okay, so this is so simple, I do this all the time. So you're, there's a parallel timeline that you can jump on whenever you're tired of doing this transfiguration work, which believe me, you just can't do it 24 seven. Um, Candy's in that dark room, we, we're not even with her this week. Um, you can jump on this parallel timeline, which is the one we're going to read about here with chapter 18, I gotta get out of this space. So listen with your master senses. We'll read the chapter. Then we will play with any additional metaphors. But I have to say that this one is just crazy all over the place. So here we go. There was a gurgling sound and then nothing. Dakar let out a sigh and then closed the closet door. This strange sound had been coming from inside the closet ever since he returned home the night before. And every time he opened the door, there was nothing. He wondered if the portal hadn't completely closed, but he had long since stopped using the closet to teleport. But that dratted gurgling. The front door squeaked slightly and in walked Clive Duggles, that's his German Shepherd familiar. He had been out in the front yard pretending to be a dog, but all the while his attention had been focused on the lighthouse. He knew there was a radio broadcast coming from the top of it, but he felt he needed to get inside of the lighthouse. Ever since he and Scratchy, which is Polly Willicker's cat, familiar, had confronted Mr. Meow, Clive had been suspicious. Clive? No. Clive, yeah. Oh, sorry. Something Meow had said made him wonder if the lighthouse wasn't in danger somehow. Right before the trio had parted ways, after the lobster pate incident, Meow had said something most cryptic to him and Scratchy. Don't get too comfortable, pals. My master is always looking for a way in. And he found it, I do believe. Meow had sanctimoniously scratched behind his left ear and walked away, leaving Scratchy and Clive to wonder what that had meant. They hadn't fought, Clive. They hadn't fought, as Clive had been well prepared to do. Instead, Meow had left one of his silly riddles and moved on. Scratchy, always perturbed at their meetings, had left the seafoam in, thanking Clive for his partnership. Clive re returned home to Dakar, and Scratchy went home to Polly's, only to find she'd gone out for fish and chips with that silly Mr. Mulligan again. Mulligan hadn't been able to stop visiting Polly ever since he'd fixed her tire that one afternoon, and that was in another book. Scratchy decided he needed some air and stalked out of the cottage and down to the lighthouse. He felt he needed to see something inside. Wasn't there some radio show that broadcast from the top? WBAT 44 AM had been broadcasting nightly from the top of the lighthouse for several years now. Sea Star and the Witching Hour had been entertaining late night Rockaway Point and Tessalock citizens and it wasn't going to stop anytime soon. Through fog, wind, rain, and sunshine, Sea Star showed up for the witching hour. Tonight's guest was an old whaling captain who claimed to have seen the Loch Ness Monster, among other sea serpents and spooky ocean lore. 
Captain Warren McTavish said the sirens had purposely lured his boat to Rockaway Point even when he'd set course for the Isle of Inish. McTavish said he'd a selkie bride on Inish who was waiting for him to come home. But the call of the sirens was so strong he couldn't resist the port of Rockaway Point. That was seven odd years ago and he'd been there ever since. The Selkie bride, having found her lost sealskin, had returned to the ocean without a care in the world about the whereabouts of Captain McTavish. The captain pulled into the wharf in his old beat-up boat, the Sally Sue, just as Scratchy was about to make his way up to the lighthouse. McTavish disembarked, and seeing an old friend, took up a conversation, somehow forgetting he was to show up at the lighthouse for dinner with Sea Star before the show. Scratchy was surprised to see the old friend of McTavish. Tambor looked older this time, but it was her. She was dressed in a tight-fitting romper and all her curves showed. Where was Jameson, Scratchy wondered, for the two had been inseparable since they had united. Then Scratchy realized she was undercover, but why and for what reason? Why was one of the most formidable and powerful bringers of the light agents undercover as the old friend of a seemingly harmless old whaling captain. With too many questions and no answers, Scratchy silently sauntered past, skimming by Tambor's ankles with a swish of his tail. She looked down, and he thought he saw a glimmer in her eye at the sight of him. She was speaking to McTavish in some old Gaelic dialect, and Scratchy could just make out the meaning don't get too comfortable, she said, leaning in to McTavish. There's money in this for you if you get it right. Scratchy kept moving, making note to talk to Jameson as soon as he could. Um, I don't know. <laughs> this is like crazy. So what this is all about, I'm going to stand up from the solstice rock. What this is all about is just the magic, the mystery, the fun that can await you when you get tired of doing your transfiguration work. Remember we said that the secret to your success is to connect with the spirit world, to get outside this week. That's what's going to get you through this week ahead. And you can see magic all around you, wherever you look. And we do have some fun um, things if you're looking for some fun stuff to do, some little recommendations. Um, we won't be teleporting, but I don't know what's going on with the gurgling closet. <laughs> Maybe that's our middle grade spookiness. Got a gurgling closet. <laughs> Clive Douglas. So the familiars are all out this week. So hang out with your familiar. So there's this um, impetus for people to get to the lighthouse or, or for the familiars to get to the lighthouse because the next chapter, just the sneak peek at the title, is up at the lighthouse. So there's something going on at the lighthouse. So bringers of the light, all my fellow, you are all my fellows of bringers of the light, my witches and wizards and sea stars and star seas and oh, twin flames and all of you. You choose how you want to spend your week ahead. I don't know what's going on with Count Nashar in the lighthouse. I just don't even know. 
Um, there's that movie, The Fog. Is that a Stephen King movie? That's where we got the idea for WBAT 44 AM from that movie, The Lighthouse, where Adrian Barbeau has a radio show from up in an old lighthouse as the mysterious spooky fog comes into town. There's something about perseverance this week, says Seastar in the Witching Hour have been entertaining folks for quite some time now and she showed up through fog, wind, rain, and sunshine. She always showed up for the witching hour. So like I said, I've made my bringers of the light shows. If I can't get to anything else because of other stuff that's going on in my outside world right now, then you will always find me on Sundays for bringers of the light energy story. This old whaling captain, oh, when the old whaling captains show up, so it is a Pisces full moon. The ocean, the sea, the water, it's all a big thing right now, right? And when old whaling captains show up, they're, you know, they're seasoned. They're, they're, uh, they've got the magics. You know, the old, the old sea dogs. <laughs> That's what's happening here. Um... And the fact that sirens had lured him to where he was, like, why are you where you're at? Maybe some sirens lured you to your location on the map for a certain reason, one that you're just not sure of yet. Because Captain Warren McTavish had come from the Isle of Inish. And if you have not seen that movie, if you're a Selkie fan, <laughs> um, what is it? The Isle of Rowan Inish. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. It's very folksy. It's about a Selkie. It's about selkie, selkie people. And so McTavish had a selkie bride. While the sirens lured him away, she was able to find her selkie skin and escape back into the ocean. Maybe you're in a situation that you feel like you can't get out of right now. That's these karmic contracts that are ending more karmic. We're going to do a whole show on karmic contracts ending because I just feel like that that phrase comes up a lot when we're hearing about the astrology. And I think we need to dive a little bit more into what that means. Like logistically, energetically, what does that mean? But the message for you here is the way is being made. If it's a job, if it's a relationship, if it's a situation you feel like you've been in for quite some time, because in this case, the Selkie and Captain McTavish, it had been a while, I guess, but the way had been made, Captain McTavish was pulled away by sirens to somewhere else, and the Selkie bride was able to find her freedom. Now, we have Tambor hanging out with old Captain McTavish. He's supposed to go do a radio show. Tambor is one of our most powerful bringers of the light. A starseed, phoenix, dragon, warrior. We don't even know exactly what she is. She can, she's like a phoenix flame dragon. Yes, oh, I got big chills from another dimension. Another dimension, another dimension. It's a Beastie Boy song. Intergalactic. It's a Beastie Boy song. It's kind of fun. 
Uh, but you can read all about Tambor and Tambor and Jameson. All of my books are free to read. All of my, well, the ebooks. All my ebooks are free to read. There's a link to my Smashwords publisher, or you can go to Apple Books, Google Books, Barnes and Nobles, any of the major ebook people, and you can download any of my ebooks for free. Tambor and Jameson is a fun read. These are just some magical concoctions um, to help you get through your week ahead. I don't know why she's undercover and she's speaking Gaelic to old McTavish. So Tambor and Jameson, they are twin flames. Looks like they're coming back into the story. And then the other thing, the other recommendation I have, especially if you like spooky but not too spooky, is um, I went to the library and checked out. <laughs> I just like intuitively picked some books. You can pick them and reserve them online. So I didn't even go into the library. I'm like, just find me some books. I just told Spirit, see, see, this is how you can have fun. Find me some books that I would really enjoy. And so they gave me four titles and I reserved them. I went to the library and picked them up. And um, <clears throat> one is the, um, some of you might've read the first practical magic book. I forget the name of it. Then there's one that's set in the Texas Hill Country. I didn't even know it was set in the Texas Hill Country when I checked it out. So that's where I just moved from about a year ago. I grew up in South Texas, mainly in South Texas. I wasn't born there, but I grew up, I was born in London um, over by Glastonbury. But, uh, oh gosh, big chill, it's talking about Glastonbury. But uh, one set in the Texas Hill Country and then another one is, um, about, uh, I totally forgot now. Oh, it's about a spooky house. Um, and then the one I love the most, which I highly, highly recommend. I mean, my son does not like books. He's not, you know, oh, he's not really a, a spooky fan, so to speak. Um, but Dracul by, um, the book Dracul by uh, the Stoker, the great grandnephew, I think, of Bram Stoker. Oh my God, it's such a good book. And it's one that you can really do with storytelling. So I've been reading it. It's almost 500 pages, but it's a quick read so far. And I started doing it as a storytelling for my son. I'm like, I think you're gonna find this story kind of interesting. And so after I read a few chapters, I sit with him and I'm like, do you wanna hear Dracul, the latest updates? He's like, yes. And so I started, I start telling him like a storytelling and so now he comes to me like, are you going to read a few more chapters so we can, so we can catch up with the story? So uh, that is a really amazing book. I love it. And I highly recommend Dracul. Um, so let me just check in if there's anything else about the week ahead. I think we've given you some prescriptions. <laughs> some of your prescriptions for success. Yes, so the gods say they are complete. So I am not sure where, what we're gonna do next, where we're gonna be. We'll be here on Sunday. If you don't hear from us during the week, you can check out Instagram, because I do things over on Instagram. And we will see how we roll with this moon. So if we don't see you again, we will see you again next Sunday, friends. I love you all very much. See you again soon. Take care.
episode has been brought to you by Relics Bookshop, Oakwood's premier location for magical books, sacred tools, candles, body care items, and more. Be you wizard, muggle, or witch, Relics has something for everyone. Thank you so much for listening.